a long, long morning, long night. Uh, it's not even the things that I've done in, on the field, more like the stuff that I've, the person I became and, and I'm still becoming. That's where I feel like I'll be more proud of. All the the pain, the crying, the everything that, and there's still more to come, which is I love it. I can't wait at school. All that, I feel like that's what be the most proud of for sure. Welcome back to the People Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me for episode two. Last week, in our debut episode, we talked to Mims, the platinum-selling recording artist who told us about the music industry, how he was able to make his hit single, This Is Why I'm Hot, and so much more. But this week, we're going to change the tune a little bit and dive into the sports world with none other than Yedier Hernandez. If you haven't heard about Yedier Hernandez yet, I guarantee that you're going to hear about him pretty soon because this guy is one of the brightest young stars in all of baseball. Right now, he's a catcher at Seton Hall University, but last year, as a high school baseball senior, he led the entire country with his out-of-this-world 759 batting average. If you know anything about baseball, you know that that is a crazy high number. And just for reference, let me tell you what some of the best MLB hitters were doing in their high school baseball seasons. Mike Trout batted 531. Aaron Judge, 500 batting average. How about the greatest home run hitter in MLB history, Barry Bonds? He batted 467 his senior year of high school. Those are all great numbers, but none of them could top Yedier Hernandez and his 759 batting average at Trenton Catholic in New Jersey. Every year, there's almost half a million high school baseball players in the country, and the fact that Yedier Hernandez ranked number one among all of them, I just knew this is a guy I have to have on my show. I had to know, what is he doing that other baseball players his age simply are not? And what are his plans for the future? Yedier was super cool and gracious with his time, and he told me a lot. He told me about all the long nights he spent grinding to get to where he's at. He told me about his second cousin, 10-time All-Star Yadier Molina, and we got into that and so much more. This guy is already a star, but I can't wait to see all the big things he does in the future. So you know the name, you know the story. Let's hear from the man himself, Yedier Hernandez. All right, I'm so thrilled to be joined by Yedier Hernandez, superstar baseball player with an incredible story. Yedier, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. And listen, before we get into what you're doing now, I want to just kind of start with how your life started with baseball. Could you kind of go back and tell me about your earliest memories of playing baseball and falling in love with the sport? Oh, my first, first memory is me going to trial with this travel team. I normally I just played with it's called Rec. I don't know what other people call it, but it's like a league around the town. And then, but I went out there child. I was I think it was, I was nine for sure. And I was trying out, and I had oh, I was nervous. I was super nervous. My first time trying out. So that's my first memory for sure. What about the catcher position specifically? That's what you play. And how did that all get started for you? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I don't want to say it's a family thing because. It was just one thing that I was a little shorty kid. If people just saw me and looked at me at that age, I'm like, when I started playing baseball, I was like three and four. They were like, oh, perfect. He's a catcher. Because they're not shovey, and that's how catchers are. Catchers are shovey. They're 
You're not that tall, not athletic, not as much. But but also, yeah, family help. Uh, my cousin, my second cousin, Jerry Molina. So that's a, the family thing for sure helped. But uh, I'll say that it was just something my parents, first thing they saw, they were like, all right, go and go do it. And just do it. You did. That's awesome. And um, what about your baseball career? You know, you've obviously accomplished a lot so far and you've got a lot more in the future. But at what point did you kind of look around on the playing field and realize, wow, I can really do something with this? Man, I was, I would say, after my 12-year-old season and going to the 60-90, the big field, that's what they call it. Um, my, I, like, I never believed in myself because I, everybody always doubted me. Everybody, I was always the, the last hitter in the lineup. I was just that catcher, just that's it. And my, it was my coach that, which his name is Keith Miller, that he was the one that was like, hey, I see something in you, and I'm, I'm just going to push you. And that's exactly what he did. He just pushed me, pushed me. He was my high school coach, my travel coach, and, and that's what – if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the person I am now for sure. You know, a lot of athletes have a similar story where it just takes people believing in you at a time when maybe you don't believe in yourself as much as you should. But let's dig into your high school years. So I was looking at your numbers. You know, you had a solid, um, you were good your first two seasons as a freshman and a sophomore at Trenton Catholic. But then your junior year, your high school baseball season is canceled because of the pandemic which I imagine was a terrible blow to all high school athletes. But yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was reading in an interview that you had said, you know, the pandemic happened and you thought to yourself, how can you take your game to the next level? You said you read books about the game. You tried yoga. You worked out a lot. And you said that during that time, you found something that you didn't know you had in you. And I was just wondering, can you elaborate on that? Because I'm always interested in people's paths of self-discovery as they're doing what they love. And it seems like something really clicked with you during this period of really hard work, both on and off the field. Yeah, well, the one big thing that, that, that I learned was the mental side of the game. I, I, every year, every year in high school, it was always, okay, I had a good year, but how can I be better next year? How can I improve? After my freshman year, I was like, okay, I got to get faster. I got to get in shape. I did that. Boom. And then after sophomore year, that's when the pandemic happened and all that, COVID. And I was just trying to find a way to to get better. How can I improve and get to the next level? And like I said, like the mental side, I the books that I read made me push myself and push me through limits, push me through stuff that I didn't think I could do. And that's what, that was the biggest thing that I learned, and that's what's been it helped me a lot this past year. Your hard work during that lost high school baseball season definitely paid off because um, you came back with vengeance, and I was looking at your senior year, in less at-bats than you had as a freshman and when you were a sophomore, you nearly doubled your runs, hits, and RBIs. What was your favorite part about your final season of high school baseball? And, you know, what did it feel like to see everything finally come together like that? Oh, that's a great question, honestly, because I was so focused in the year. I was just taking it day in, day out, just working every single day. And if I had a fair memory, it had to be like the last last game. My last at bat, I'm just crying. Uh, I'm just – I was just taking in every, every pitch. And I got a hit. I got a double actually it hit the fence, and and I just I'm just looking at my coach, just just like wow man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't like none of this, none of this would happen, man. Damn, yeah, that must have been really you know emotional for yeah. you. Uh, did you yeah, guys win the game? Uh nah, we lost against the team that won the whole thing, that won state. So 
I can't really get mad. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it was a good game for sure for somebody. We had a, our team was in the best because we lost a lot of seniors. We lost like eight seniors. We had our best team was going to be during COVID, that, that COVID year. Mm-hmm. And we lost it, but I mean, it was a blessing. Honestly, everything happened for a reason. I was just happy to be in the field with that team that won the whole thing. Well, sticking with your uh, senior year, I had to look this number up, but every year in the United States, there's about 500,000 high school baseball players. But in your senior year, you lead every single one of those players with your ridiculous 759 batting average. I mean, what were you doing as a hitter that other high school players simply were not? <laughs> Man, I, I don't want to compare myself to other people, honestly. And like I said, I was just a same person because I'm a, with me, I like overthinking. I, I, I get in my head easily, like super easily. And I was just trying to take in day in, day out. Like I said, I, I was working with my boys every day to make adjustments, so every other every game could be even better than the last one. That's all. That's my mindset. And then I, I can't say I. I just I could, all I can say is my hard work paid off. That's all I can say to young. I mean, it sounds like you were really working at it, and the numbers speak for itself. Um, one interesting note, though, I saw that your freshman year and your uh, sophomore year, you didn't steal any bases, but your senior year and that explosion year, you stole ten bags. Was that a big point of emphasis for you? Uh, yeah, like, like I'm always trying to look for ways to get better, and I freshman sophomore year it was just there was every time I get on base they would just take me out. They wouldn't even focus. I was so slow. I wasn't. It wasn't even my focus. It was just me. It was just my offense, which was hitting, and then defense. That's it. That's all I was focused on. And then, like I said, every year I'm just always trying to get better. And every year it did get better. RBI, hit, home run, and that was one of the aspects that I that worked on during the pandemic and it showed off too. And also just another one on this, your sophomore and your senior year, you only got hit by one pitch. Your freshman year, you got hit by seven pitches. What was up with that? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. I looked at it the other day. I was like, wow, I had no idea. Honestly, I don't even think, did I get hit this year? I don't remember getting hit this year, honestly. No, but, you didn't. You didn't get hit your senior yeah, year. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Wow. I don't know. I have no idea. Cause I, I'm like on top of the box. So I, I, cause I like hunting cause I don't like being behind, even though most of my hits were with two strikes, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm always trying to attack, attack, attack. And I, I, don't, I have no idea why that, that's, that's one, one that I try to look on, into. I'm like, I still don't think I haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had it out for you or something. Um, <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk about something else that I read in an interview you did with NJ.com. Um, you had said, there have been a lot of failures and a lot of learning that I had to do, but if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am right now. What would you say is the biggest failure you've had to endure that when you look back on it now, you can genuinely say, that made me better? Hey, I will be honest with you, and it, it has been from age to 12, that, that, age, that age range, I, I was always doubted. I was... Nobody, nobody cared, honestly. And, and I'll be honest with you, that was all failure throughout all the years. Then four years I had around, it was all failure, failure, failure. I didn't hit, I didn't do none of that. And then that's what made me the person I am now. I take in every day, every day, everything I do is for that, honestly. I love it. You just stuck with it and, you know, eventually all paid off. Yeah, for sure. I use it as motivation. Mm-hmm. to just keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, and everything will pay off. 
Okay, so enough about your high school baseball. Let's talk about where you are now. You're a freshman at Seton Hall, and you know I'm, I have no doubt you're poised for big things. But what was the recruitment process like, and at what point did you know, hey, I want to be a Seton Hall Pirate? All right, so they everything happened after my sophomore year. I had a long week of, like, all-star games. Like, it was a straight week of baseball every single day. And everything they, that they showed, they were there every single day that week. They they talked to me, uh, and I was like, wow, this this could be it. And then I went to the campus. Uh, I saw the campus, fell in love with the campus. And then I figured out that business was their number one. Like, they're not, they're not number one, but they're top in the country. So I'm like, wow, that's, the campus is nice. They're top and top in the country with business, which I'm going to study. And then they offered me, I was like, wow, this, I'm going to take this. This is a blessing. That's tight, man. Uh, you said you uh, wanted to do business. What do you have plans to do with that? Oh, for sure. I own my own baseball academy, academy facility, something to help to give back to the community. I want to I wanna do exactly what my coach did to me, Keith Miller. Exactly what he did, that's what I want to do. Because I realized what I've learned also about this life is not about me. It's not about what I do. It's about other people. But what I could do to impact others. And that's what I've been trying to do lately. And then with the facility and the dream that I have, the vision, I feel like that will help all these kids, especially kids in my town, that that will help them a lot. That's sick, man. Um, you know, to hear you talking already about trying to give back in that way is, is really cool. So what about, can you take me through the day you committed to Seton Hall? I saw on your Insta um, that you had posted a picture of the event. You had a bunch of family and friends, but you also posted some pictures of your days as a Hamilton little lad way back when you were a youngin. And by the way, I love the chain you were rocking even way back then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this dream was obviously a long time in the making. So if Hamilton little lad Yedier Hernandez could see Seton Hall pirate Yedier Hernandez, what would he be most proud of? The long, long morning, long night, uh, waking up early, the the... It's not even the things that I've done in, on the field, more like the stuff that I've, the person I became and, and I'm still becoming. That's what I feel like I'll be more proud of. All the the pain, the crying, the everything that, and there's still more to come, which is I love it. I can't wait at school. All that, I feel like that's what being the most proud of, that I'll be more proud of for sure. What were some of those nights like where, you know, you're frustrated, you're in pain, and you know that this is what it takes. I have to continue grinding and continue working if I want to make this happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, it was actually early, early, very early morning. That you could see it on my Instagram. I have a couple of stories. It's like 4.30 in the morning, 5, 4.30, 4.40. And it, it was all during quarantine. I, I, I set my mind into one thing and – it was the 21 draft. Uh, I was locked into that. I was like, all right, I know I can do it. I know I can do it. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'll do whatever I can to get to that draft. And it happened, and I didn't get drafted, but that's just more motivation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you're just going to keep on going. Um, yeah. What about Seton Hall? Uh, what are you looking forward to most? Um, you know, have you already decided what your walk-up song is going to be? That's kind of an important one. Actually, I have not thought about that. I, what I've been looking to, honestly, is just starting to to work, to to get the right work, the right recovery, the right whatever I got to do to get to the next level. That's what I'm 
my main focus has been I I went to work out with one of my with my roommates the other on Monday this past Monday I I've been doing whatever I can just just try, I'm I'm ready to go to work honestly. Mm-hmm. And Seton Hall has produced MLB talent, so I mean that's got to be was that you know is that something that you knew going into it? <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, uh, the crazy thing is that my he's nailer, which is my like second dad, like my coach, my head coach in high school and travel. His brother is a Hall of Famer at Seton Hall, which is Martiz Robinson. So oh, I talked to Martiz Robinson, like that's like like a brother to me too. He has helped me a lot, so it's, it, that helped a lot too. So a lot of it has just came into going to that scene home. Okay, well, I know baseball is just one part of you. So what's the most excited you've ever been about something outside of a baseball field? Ooh, it has to be. I love being with my friends. Uh, whatever I got to do, like I said, I love impacting other people and making my friends happy. And whatever it is to like, either go to the beach with my friends or – Anything, anything I related with my friends, I uh, love to do. So that's something exciting too. We talked about reading earlier. You mentioned that was pretty big for you. What's the best book you've ever read? Like, if you could recommend one book to someone, what would it be? Oof, I'm actually reading one of my favorite books. Um, it's called "Winning the War in Your Mind: Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life" by Craig. It's a New York Times bestseller, selling author. Man, it's that's one of my right now I'm reading it and it's one of my favorites. Winning the War in Your Mind by uh, Craig Rochel, you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay, nice. I'm I'm looking at it now. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I love that one. And then my friend, oh, he's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> that I don't know exactly the name of the book, honestly, but give me one sec I can look it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called wow, he's gonna be so mad. It's called Restart. Restart, Restart he, he Yes, he has two parts. It's one part, uh, I read both of them. It's about God. And man, oh man, he has helped me get closer to God. He's uh, he went to Liberty Baseball. He committed there. He's going to go. He's a freshman. He's going to be a freshman. He's in my class. It's called, he has one, More Than a Conquer. And then the other one is called Restart. Man, those two books. Those are two books that I read during quarantine. Ooh, I love it. Okay, I got those both written down. I'm going to have to check those out. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> okay, this is kind of a fun one. I'm sure you know about the new college sports rules where players can make money off their image and likeness. I don't know if you got any deals already in the works, but if you could have one company sponsor you, who would it be? <laughs> uh, this is one thing me and my friend been talking about. Uh, I, I, we don't see a lot of baseball players with, with their own shoes. I think the only one that has is Bryce Harper and Mike Trout and the door. Those are the only ones with their own shoes, their own stuff. And it's not like basketball. You see a basketball player, LeBron, KD, you name it. They all have their own shoes. But if I had to pick one, I want I want to win until this freshman year. But if I had to pick one, probably Nike or Jordan. Jordan, for sure. Like, Yadier Molina, for sure. That would be sick. Yeah, I feel like Jordan <laughs> actually does make baseball cleats, don't they? They make some yeah, cool ones. Do. Yeah, yeah, but I, and it's but the thing is, it's all all these shoes are hard to find. Like, I, I before the season, I try to look for some shoes, and then it just it's, it's hard to find them. Okay, well, how about this? This is my last one. Would you rather have your favorite artist show up to one of your games in your jersey, or get name dropped in one of their songs? Oh, oh my! 
And who is your favorite artist? Like, who would it be for you in this situation? Oh, my. Rod, Rod Wade. Rod Wade. I don't know if you heard of him. Rod, Rod Wade? Wade? Yeah. Rod I Wade? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, every song he has, uh, I can relate, and I love it. And I I could I could literally go both ways, honestly. I, I don't know, because I love him so much. He, wow. I'll say for him to come out for sure. Support me. Okay. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that would be tight. I mean, I feel like it would be cool to get name dropped too, though, because then everybody hears it. But everybody could hear you. Yeah. Yeah, but you're I, right. It could it could go both ways. That's what I say. I don't, I don't love both. Honestly, it'll be a dream. Yeah, and and also, I mean, if he's showing up, if Rod Wave is showing up to your game in one of your jerseys, there's probably a pretty good chance he's going to name drop you anyways. So maybe you could have it there. You know. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But, uh, hey, listen, I love him, so I could, I'll take both. <laughs> that's sick, man. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining the show. The People Podcast is behind you 100%, and I'm really excited to see all the big things you do in the future, man, both on and off the field. Man, I want to thank you for reaching out and giving me an opportunity to come to your podcast. And thank you, man. Thank you so much. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yedia Hernandez, one of the biggest and brightest young stars in all of baseball and officially a friend of the program here on the People Podcast. Episode two is in the books. We talked to Mims. We talked to Yedia Hernandez. But episode three is going to bring a new guest with a lot of new stories and a lot of fun things to share. So thanks so much for joining me. Remember, new episodes come every Wednesday morning. So please follow, share, like, subscribe. You know the deal. We'll see you next time.